Good evening, everyone. You have probably at some point heard that there are three big temptations for Christians, or really just for anyone, that can lead to disaster. Sex, money, and power. And if you've been a Christian for, say, at least a year, you've probably heard uh, at least one sermon that touched on sexual morality, and you definitely have heard at least one sermon that has talked about the stewardship of money. But power is not a topic that we often hear or think about in the Christian world. Why is that? I think one of the big reasons is that money and sex are measurable things. But power is different, isn't it? Power is hard to measure. It's elusive. How much power do I have? How much power do I need? How should I use my power? Those are very difficult questions to answer. Now, you may be expecting me to get on a rant about how horrible a thing power is, but here's the thing. I can't do that because the Jesus we follow has a lot of power. So power cannot be a bad thing. Jesus, in fact, has more power than anyone. In our reading this evening, John tells us that Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and that he was going to God. That is about as powerful as you can get. And here is where something absolutely incredible happens. What happens next in the narrative is one of the most fascinating pictures in the gospel of how Jesus exercises his power, knowing all things had been given to him from God and that he was from God and going back to God. Jesus does not do what we might expect him to do and stand up and proclaim that he is king and tell his disciples to get down and wash his feet. Nor does he tell his disciples, arm yourselves, we are going to trample down the Romans. God has given me all power. Instead, he humbly takes off his outer robe, ties a towel around his waist, fills a basin with water, and one by one begins to wash the dirt from his disciples' feet. Now, in the ancient world, the act of foot washing was the job of a servant or a slave, those who lived fairly invisible lives at the bottom of the social ladder. So what you have in this picture... What Jesus is doing is a shocking picture of the most powerful person in the room using his power to serve those around him. Jesus exercises his power through vulnerability. Jesus exercises his power through vulnerability. And in so doing, he shows us what power is really for. Because people who use power to simply advance themselves, especially when it deprives others of some good or when it takes away something from another person, are abusing the power they've been given. Their power has in fact become a bondage or a destructive addiction. Just days ago on Palm Sunday, 
A group of militants used their power, their access to weaponry and explosives, their feared presence in the land, to kill and injure almost 200 Coptic Orthodox Christians worshiping Jesus in Egypt. These militants have gained power through force and violence, and they use it to advance their agenda at the cost of others. This was a display of what happens when power becomes the master of its adherents. These militants are in bondage to their power, using it for evil self-advancement. They showed neither vulnerability nor humility in the way they wield their power. But there are other uses of power going on in our world as well. Pope Francis, a man who possesses a very visible, spiritual, and ecclesiastical power as the head of the Catholic Church, is known for his displays of vulnerability in the public square. We've seen him wash the feet of immigrants. We've seen him embrace lepers. We've seen him take selfies with laughing teenagers. But just recently, Pope Francis used his power in an extraordinary way. He commissioned the opening of a laundromat near the Vatican for people in need, especially for the poor and the homeless. The the laundromat provides uh, barbering, showers, medical assistance, and free laundry. One happy patron told a news reporter, Today I came to the news center to do my laundry and came out with some dignity, clean and tidy. You see, there was power behind the institution of this facility, but it was power used to bestow dignity on others who often feel a lack of dignity. But these are extreme examples at the opposite ends of the spectrum, both of the abuse of power and the proper use of it. Some of us just have a very small amount of power, and some of us have a rather large amount. Not all of us can be wealthy philanthropists or world-changing politicians, but that's not the point. When Jesus washes his disciples' feet, he's not just performing an action. He is showing them what it looks like to have a foot washer's heart. He shows them that no matter what kind of power or how much power they have, they must use the power that they have to be servants of others. So here's an important question for Christians to ask themselves. What kind of power do I have? What kind of power do I have? And how can I become vulnerable and use my power to serve others? That doesn't necessarily mean through money or social status. It could be that your power is your air-conditioned house and the ice-cold lemonade in your refrigerator power that could be well used by inviting your landscaping crew in for a cold, refreshing beverage on a hot Florida summer day. And they are hot. And maybe asking them about their lives, their business. Power could be your fully functioning arms and legs that you use to drive your disabled neighbor to the store for groceries. Power could be using your leadership position to help someone else advance in the world, someone others don't see potential in. Power could be your ability to open a business that employs workers who are ignored by the rest of the business world. Or your power, in some instances, could simply be 
choosing something you know your spouse wants to watch on TV, even though you're the one with the TV remote. (laughs) You see, power isn't always a huge thing. It is sometimes small and still can be used in service. Because foot washing isn't a single action or a formula. Foot washing is a way of life. Foot washing is a way of life. In fact, it is the only way of life for disciples of Jesus who have all that they have, salvation, forgiveness of sins, peace with God because of what Jesus has done for them. And a foot-washing way of life will naturally flow out of a life that recognizes the power of the cross. When Jesus finishes wringing out his towel in the dirty water of the basin, he asks his disciples, do you know what I have done to you? I imagine that he let that question linger in the atmosphere for a few few moments, hoping that they would think about it. And just in case they don't, Jesus explains it. He affirms, notice this, he affirms that he is what they call him, Lord and teacher, terms of nobility and honor in the ancient world. He doesn't deny his power. He does not deny that he has power. He knows God the Father has given him all things. But then he tells them, So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. You see, friends, Jesus expects that his followers will have power. In fact, he gives us power. And he doesn't ask them to abandon it or give it away. Instead, he asks us to think about it in a very uncommon way. He asks us to use our power for the sake of others or for the common good. To use our power in a way most people with power do not use it in our world. He asks us to become vulnerable like him. And if we didn't totally believe that Jesus was vulnerable in that kneeling position in that room, if his disciples did not yet see that he was vulnerable in that kneeling position, washing their feet, they would certainly soon see his vulnerability on full display when he is spit upon and mocked and beaten and given a crown of thorns and hung on a cross. There is no more powerful picture of vulnerability and power. But note this. Jesus isn't just establishing an ethos of humility among his disciples. He is doing more than that. He says that the world is going to know who his disciples are when they see them loving each other as Jesus loved them. When he sees them, when the world sees them living a foot washer's kind of life. Jesus is saying that the proper use of power, which always involves humility and vulnerability and love, will advance the mission of the church. Because when people look on and see people with power of all ranges serving one another in humble love, they will become curious. 
So imagine what might happen if Christians, even the few of us in this room tonight, became committed to using whatever power we have with self-giving love. I don't know exactly what that would look like, but I do know this. It would be noticeable. It would be noticeable, and God would use it to draw people to himself. The foot-washing ceremony that we enter into tonight is a potent reminder that no matter how much power we have, we are to use it as servants. So whether you wash someone's feet tonight or whether you stay in your pew and pray that God give you a foot-washing heart, let your heart and your mind meditate on the one who has all power but chose to become a servant for your sake. Amen.